Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Welcome to issue 650 of Geek of the City Radio. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Benarita. <laughs> and I am your other other host, Cable Hashitani. We are off to a killer start. What's Just... happening right now? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, and we will, well, you, you already see one of the members of the Chris Waffle Explosion on the screen. We will be joined by both of them momentarily. I think after uh, Chris wrestles a dog to the ground. Well, I, uh, we can't get that on screen. I feel like that should be light. Li- no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, in my head, I'm hearing Jerry the King loud. Oh, my God. He did it. No, Stone Cold. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So let's welcome our guests officially. Hello. hello. Hi. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> Killing it. And immediately the chat is like, you got to introduce the dog. Every, everything's good. No, I put the dog great. outside. <laughs> Gus is not invited tonight. <laughs> <laughs> because they have strong opinions about nerd topics and geek That's topics. Right. Yeah, that, that maybe don't jibe with uh, the majority of our listeners. Is, is that it? To, we tried to have him up here, but he decided he'd rather bark at <laughs> nothing. At somebody closed a car door down the street. So, oh my god! Uh, well, you, you do have to alert the neighborhood when that does happen. Yeah. That is part of the dog <laughs> rules. That's true. If yes. you're a dog and you hear a thing, you have to tell all the other dogs that are in earshot. I just now like the idea of the dog having like super contrary and geek opinions. Like just going to the mat saying that Back to the Future 2 is the best of the series. No, it's like he does CrossFit. And so once he heard people were listening, he was like, I have a lot to say about what I do. <laughs> He's also the only vegan dog. So he has to bring oh. that up too. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's an edgelord. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
What else can we throw in there? Poor Gus. Uh, We're totally besmirching his name, and he's uh, not even here to defend himself. His, he's so perfect otherwise. His ID caller says, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I think that's it. I don't think we can do any better jokes than that. Good night. Good night. It's been great. Uh, So we've got uh, Chris and Sarah. You guys are on, not only because you're awesome and it's fun having you on, but you guys have a new album coming out. We do. This Friday of when we're recording this. This Friday? This This Friday? Friday. Yeah. yeah, really exciting. Months in the making. Months in the making. <laughs> yeah, what's going to be birthed out of the media birth canal, oh. released oh. to the world. Right. <laughs> so, so before the canal. album is born, um, let's talk about how you conceived it. Mm. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I don't I, think. I, I, <laughs> I was not there for the conception, yeah, I was by oddly enough. <laughs> I was by myself. <laughs> and, uh, perfect, perfect. This is on no, the <laughs> um, So let's go back a few years to the beginning of the pandemic. Sarah and I had some trips mm-hmm. planned that were shut down. Everything was shut down. Remember, there was just two weeks to flatten the curve. We oh, did it. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> two weeks was all it took. I thought, everyone. shoot, well, everything's closed. What should we do in these two weeks? And so we uh, made a funny rap song, which was very topical at the time. It was about the Tiger King, uh, Joe Exotic. And um, so that took two weeks uh, to make that song and put out the music video. And uh, unfortunately, the pandemic continued. And so, but we had so much fun. Well, and all of like the mega thruster shows that were planned for the summer got shut yeah. down. And right. it was using like creativity as a means of surviving. You know, we're both, as you all know, both incredibly extroverted. So being in isolation for a period of time was super difficult for us emotionally. And so it was like creating music was a way for us to get through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, we kept we didn't we made a couple of more over the summer, and then uh, the following year we decided to. I just kept writing, and I thought, well, maybe it would be fun to uh, to do this. We could see if we could fund a Kickstarter, and we'll just put out a real professional sounding album, better than kind of what I could produce here in my in my home studio. And so uh, we did that and it went really, it was very successful. And then over kind of the winter, I wrote a bunch of songs and now it's here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what? Uh, No, go ahead, Bean. Take it. I was like, um, so your, our listeners would already know your, um, your band Mega Thruster. That is not a rap band. No. Uh, So what made you decide to change it up? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I've been doing mega thruster ish type of songs and that kind of performance for a long time. Um, you know, over 20 years. And so part of it was just the novelty of doing something different. I think, um, you know, we're not great rappers. 
medium minus. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think part of it was just the novelty of it. And I think, I think too that he, as a bass player, when you only play bass and you can't meet up with mm. other people that play other instruments, there's only so much music you can make that's only on bass. Mm-hmm. And working with Bill Beats and using his music was a way to collaborate because he, Nick brought something, Bill Beats brought something and Chris could play into it. And so it was like a way to collaborate when you couldn't actually be in person with other people. And I know that um, Joel from Megathruster and Chris often tried to collaborate in the early days, but Zoom wasn't as ideal as it is now. And there was a delay and it's incredibly difficult to collaborate musically when there's any sort of delay. So this was a way for collaboration to happen and having more music than just bass while still being in isolation. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. very true. Very true. Plus yeah. rap, rapping is fun and it's, and it's cool. And it, you know, keeps me young, makes me hip. <laughs> Our teenage daughter played it for her friends last night. And she said that um, her friend's, Thought it was cringe, but still, but but still slapped. But I was my bars were still <laughs> slapping. Uh, I believe so that I is that's pretty that's high praise from a teenager, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoy that you say that it keeps you young. Rapping keeps you young and hip because I feel like a lot of your content on this album is very specifically about how, how not young or hip you are. <laughs> And I, and I and I do mean uh-huh. that like in a relatable way because I I've never been hip and I'm no longer young. We thought our best approach would be to call that out as much as possible, so there wouldn't be any confusion <laughs> when the album came out. They're like, do those people think that they're young and hip and that yeah. they're good rappers? So we really tried to to make it clear that we don't think that we're in. We're on just the having joke. fun. Yeah, we're yeah. in on the joke. And I think too, like we're actually both super big fans of hip hop in general. And so it was fun to, um, to try something new, but also understand who we are and, and not be appropriative and just be honest about who we are and, and explore that like medium. It was a new medium, right? Yeah. It is. I mean, honestly, if there was a genre for it, it would probably be satirical rap. I mean, there's like, it's, it's, there's a lot of satire and the idea of us being like, uh, you know, a hip hop duo. I mean, it's all just kind of, com- you know, comedy. We went fun. to a wedding yeah. a few weeks ago and it was um, a wedding for someone where we knew the bride and the groom, but we didn't know anyone else. And so um, every time I introduced myself and they said, what do you do? I would say, oh, I'm a rapper. I was just testing <laughs> the waters. <laughs> there would be a long pause and I'd be like, you don't know if I'm joking or not, you I was yeah she hasn't done that since I was like you know you're gonna do that somewhere and someone's gonna like challenge you to a rap battle for real and what are you gonna do then so she hasn't really done it since you know you know how Portland is it's like it's like Detroit in eight mile um, oh yeah what's, Just, you know, everyone you know is a rapper and you never battle. know when someone That's, might throw down That's right Makai mm-hmm. Pfeiffer will just stop out of the out of the blackness of the alleyway yep. and challenge you. Happened to me three times today. That's right. <laughs> Boy, that's I mean Which is that's weird because we don't have alleys. <laughs> <laughs> just he just manifests an alleyway to step out. Camby Camby has some alleys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Camby okay. has some alleys. Uh, Sarah's working on 
trying to fund uh, repavement of them. Very interesting. Yeah. We'll have to save that for another. <laughs> another so, yeah, that's, that's going to be that's a riveting it. conversation. It needs its mm-hmm. own episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Clackamas County just approved a, uh, how many million dollar project is for uh, South Five Ivy? Million. Five million to uh, redo South Ivy. Fascinating It's going to be awesome. Nice. So we're so excited. A couple of uh, unimproved roads in my neighborhood are finally getting pavement. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, so I am super excited about this. Let's talk about it offline. I love infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you have a maintenance fee? Oh, my gosh. What? Do you, have a, do you pay a street maintenance fee? Like I don't, your, like, I don't know because we just got this place, so we won't find okay. out yet. Yeah, we can talk. We'll offline. We'll schedule, offline. Yeah. schedule another appearance to talk about. <laughs> I feel like civics is the most nerdy thing you can be. Like, forget Star Wars, Star Trek. Like, that's all popular pop culture. Even the cool kids are talking about that stuff. If you really want to be a nerd, talk about how your city runs. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to be like a super nerd and combine it all, you can read the book Star Trek Federation. Uh, which is basically the West Wing, but Star Trek. That's cool. It's all about the founding and starting of the Federation and all the politics around it. And it, yeah, it is so nerdy. I need this. There's there's not a single phaser pew pew in the whole book. It's literally just the politics behind running the Federation. I'm going to read it and then we're going to have a drink and I'll be like, this is what's true and what's not true. And this is real life. We're going to talk all about it. That's right. <laughs> Someone's going to make a whole podcast about just that book. I listened to it. I have been tempted actually to do that. A <laughs> podcast on specific Star Trek books, like the ones that are really good and the ones that are great and the ones that are like incredibly ridiculous. Like the one that is great and ridiculous is the one where Neil Gaiman actually shows up as Neil Gaiman. Oh, it's no. called How Much for Just How Much for Just the Planet. Um I'm writing. It's uh you can still get it out there. It's getting harder and harder to find. But I think Neil Gaiman and I want to say Ursula Lee Gwynn both also appear as themselves in the book. It is it's an interesting book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back to rap. So you guys said you're both like like fans of hip hop and like you know respect the art form and stuff. Who are somebody? Did you have particular artists that were definitely influencing maybe you personally or your how you did the album? I think I'm looking to Chris because yeah, he's a creative force. But I think um, I think a lot of my like the song structures, like when I was doing the bars took from like 90s hip hop a little bit more um and even older than that mm-hmm. um you know one song's very kind of one song's almost like a whoop there it is yes, in the there's... music and there's another one that's like it's almost like a early 90s or late 80s kind of song where the you know the guy and the girl kind of talk back and forth mm-hmm. um that kind of thing I, I like that kind of calling back to the that kind of stuff i do it in mega thruster too but right. then also there were some songs where i was trying to do something more modern so i i started listening to more modern rap um that uh besides like top 40 that i was already kind of listening to um to try to get ideas about what was kind of happening now 
Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of trap stuff, though. Also, when I was trying to make it funny and satirical, it's harder to do that when you're just like when some certain songs just repeat this the hook like over and over and over again, mm-hmm. where I was like, my style is more like telling a story with like a punchline at the end of like a couple of lines. And it's right. hard to do that with trap because it's like just kind of repeating little phrases over and over again, though they don't really say much. Uh, so it's kind of, I don't know. It's, I think it's a mishmash. I think there are definitely, it's very referential to like 90s hip hop, which is, I mean, that's when we were teenagers and young adults. And that was my introduction to hip hop. Um, Whoop, there it is. It's definitely, there's a song on the album called Whoops, You're in a Cult. That is I, really- yeah much referential to whoop there it is and then i think too one of the interesting thing that one of the interesting things that happened when we were working on the album is um we really started listening to and being isolated helped like learning about the local hip-hop culture local artists and we've Mm -hmm. always fans but really diving deep into who are the unseen unsung heroes of portland hip-hop and um really there are some magnificent super talented local rappers that it was fun to listen to them and learn from them. And um, we've become fans of them and gone to their shows. That was kind of a fun side effect of doing it. Right. Is that we really started digging into the local hip hop scene and which had, um, had kind of gone away. There was a period of time when the police were shutting down all the local hip hop shows and it's starting to make a research. You know so why there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of very new, a new is in like the last few years hip hop and it's starting to make kind of a resurgence and the scenes coming back. And so that's been a lot of fun too, to, to really dig into that. I remember when you had said that you had started going to hip hop shows and like how great it is. Like people actually really show up to them as opposed to some of the more like, filk and acoustic stuff, you know, that you're, that you're used, the kind of audience that you're used to from your mega thruster, um, time and the bands that you've collaborated there um are there any new hip-hop artists new to you uh that you like would like to perform with or like you know like build uh like collaborate with and do shows with i'd perform with anyone the question is would they perform with us probably not (laughs) but what i can do is i would love to plug some local hip-hop artists that i'm a big Mm. fan of that i think are just really talented and you know as as white privileged people in the space it's easy for us to get to build connections and we have some pre-existing connections because of our privilege but a lot of the artists are so talented and don't have those same avenues so i'm a huge fan of this guy named boski rock Mm -hmm. He's amazing and he's hilarious. And um, there's a music video that he has where he just like literally finds an umbrella on the street and the entire video is him dancing with the umbrella. And it was completely (laughs) unplanned. It was just like, that's how like fantastic he is and how great his personality is. There's a gentleman named Sol Luna that I'm a big fan of. He does great shows. He'll just book. He'll literally just book like a, um, uh, what do they call him? Like a Grange Hall. And his mom will make, or like his family will do drinks and downstairs and he'll do a show upstairs and he kills and he, he sells out. Um, I'm a big fan of Shrista. Shrista is a comedian as well. Um, but there are not a lot of women MCs. It's a huge, you know, there's a lot of misogyny in rap and hip hop in general. And so I'm always about finding the women MCs, but she's mm. a hilarious comedian. She's a great 
hip hop artist. And so those are, and then, yeah, those are the three that I'm super, super into right now locally. Yeah. There's so many mm-hmm. and, and there's so many really, there's a lot of talent, you know, Portland doesn't get its due for things. Right. So right. Antifa, you know, nationally, <clears throat> a lot of it's like, you know, we, we get ignored in a lot of ways. So um, it was, it was Swiggle really Man- Swiggle Mandela is another one that I'm a big fan of. He's kind of breaking out right now. It was re- really cool. Um, you know, we're kind of being down in Canby. We're kind of isolated from that. And so um, it was really cool kind of getting, researching that and starting to go to shows and meeting right. people. And it's it seems like a really cool scene. Yeah. There's a lot of great talent here, for sure. Nice. Awesome. And then, of course, you have your connections with the Seattle nerdcore scene. Um, and then primarily you, you know, you worked with Bill Beats and then at least one track features Shabzilla, who, uh, listeners have probably also heard of. I, I'm pretty sure we did a review of at least one of their albums. So, mm-hmm. so I expect all you nerds to know there will be a test later. <laughs> They're so good. Both of them are so good. I'm like Shabzilla's biggest fan. I love everything about her. I love her flow. I love her, um, the bars she writes. I love her, just her energy in general. She's great on stage. And um, when she agreed to do a feature on our album, I was like basically dying inside. <laughs> I told everyone, I was like, there's a great verse on our album and it comes from Shebzilla. <laughs> uh, do Are you able to share that? Or are you like holding out until the album comes out? No. Um, when's the... So... Um, that music video is done, but I don't think it's coming out until next month. It's a lyric. But, it's just a lyric video, but uh, yeah, I don't even. Oh, okay. It's so good. I don't even want to share it because it like it tells its own story, and I would do it a disservice if I tried to like explain it. If that makes sense, and I think that her work deserves better than I can do. So <laughs> on Friday, go look for it. There's a song called "Billionaires" about billionaires, and um, Shabazzilla does a second verse, and it's great. Plus, plus. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I did. I listened to that this morning, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm doing yeah. service. There's nothing I can say that's like even comes close to what she says. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's and a you- lot of fun, and she's also really funny. So. Yeah. yeah, she's great. You know, and there's 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 been a cool uh, couple of nerdcore uh, touring acts that have come through town recently, and we went to those shows. But locally, there really isn't anything happening in Nerdcore. I felt like Sarah and I could fill a like a little niche that's not really happening now. And even just nerd music in general, I think the pandemic really kind of squashed it a little bit. And there's not a lot happening um, still. And that, and that might be because people who like groups like Megathruster and the and the and the others. Um, believe, believe in, in science, science. Yeah. so they're not like real eager to you know get packed <laughs> into a, uh, a concert hall you know so so i get that um but uh but i definitely we we miss performing a lot and so uh, we're anxious to uh get out there and and do that we did see Megaran and samus and rustage last month and they were great so if you're listening to this samus is amazing uh, I learned about that. I learned about that show like two days after it happened, and I was oh. devastated because I would love to see her. 
It was awesome. And then before so that, uh, at White Eagle, um, oh, Shy Schaefer? Guy. No, it's Schaefer, no, Schaefer the, Dark the Dark Lord. Lord and Lex. Lex the Lexicon Artist. And oh, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Hmm. So keep your eye out. There's that was a lot an of awesome show. Shows Two Wearing Acts are coming through. There's not a lot of local nerdcore at all. but um, Well, until acts. now. Yeah, now there is. <laughs> <laughs> What um it's comedy nerdcore? It's it's not a lot of uh, nerdcore was uh, a lot of it's about anime and retelling stories and stuff like that. Ours is leans much more comedy than I think most. That, yeah, that's what I was going to ask to explain. Like some folks who may not know what <laughs> nerdcore is. Yeah, I'm not sure that there's really uh, agreed upon definition, right? <laughs> right. But, um, but I think in general, like when I go watch Nerdcore as a fan, I expect there to be some some references to pop culture. But then also, I think generally, it's just incredibly relatable hip hop. Like there's a lot of Nerdcore where the artists are maybe, um, you know, talking about their family or talking about like, and it's just not, it's very relatable real life stuff. Okay. Um, and like day to day stuff. When I a lot of hip hop is real life stuff. I mean, this is like generally day to day. Like I'd like to talk to you about what, you know, what what our day looks like or whatever. Um, in our case, I think when we say that there are definitely some pop culture references on our album. Um, there's a song about games. There's a song about the PS10 that comes from the future. I mean, there's definitely some of that, but largely it's just. We just want to make people laugh and have a good time. And that's kind of our goal is, is, is it fun, right? Fun okay. was kind of our goal. I on, on, but to answer your question, and I think on Twitter, I read all the time where a lot of the nerdcore rappers kind of hate the name, but it just kind of stuck. And it's like from 2005, I, I <laughs> it's rap by nerds, you know? So it really okay. subject matter really is encompasses a lot of different things. Nice. I know that Nerdcore is uh, how I discovered that I actually do appreciate rap music. So I went for many, many years like, I just can't connect to this. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first Adam Warrock album I heard, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Now I understand. Yeah, like uh, Samus is a really good example because she has a, a whole EP that is themed, uh, Mega Man themed, but mm-hmm. she also has a lot of songs that are about mental health mm-hmm. and like relationship problems. Um, sh- my favorite Shabzilla song was uh, the one about I want to have a baby. And mm-hmm. it's just so funny. And like most people, not maybe not most, a lot of people can relate to that. That's just an everyday life thing that adults experience but she just made it you know funny and it, she made it rap and it's really good uh i think that uh middle-aged hot man in a hot tub is 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 your i want to have a baby yeah <laughs> getting the hot tub was like having a baby, it was so yeah <laughs> a lot of negotiation it was, and it was and... painful getting it into the backyard yeah <laughs> well, babies you can just throw into the backyard. <laughs> They're so simple. I think it's really funny when, um, I think in general, when you make music and you'll think like, this is the song, this is the song everyone's going to love and it's amazing. And then you write a song that you think is just a goof 
and that's what everyone loves and no one even notices the song that you thought was brilliant <laughs> right and i think that um we've seen some of that like we were there are songs middle-aged man in a hot tub kind of came easy to you it was like the second song you did and we were getting a hot tub and he was like, I just want to be in my hot tub all day. I'm going to write a song about that. People enjoy it. But I think because it's incredibly relatable, right? Like we're middle-aged and at the end of the day, you know what I want to do? Have a drink in the hot tub. I'm not. Nothing. I'm not yeah. yeah. I don't want to go to the club and make it rain. I want to relax because my back hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to do after this, in fact. <laughs> I know I'm starting to think about my bathtub upstairs. I'm like, yeah, that might happen. <laughs> I'm three weeks from the last time I cleaned my bathtub, so that's not happening. No. Um, so, but no, so this little little bit of conversation brings me to one of our listener questions that I think is appropriate right now. Uh, and I bet you won't be able to answer it. Um, Bex, <laughs> listener Bex asks, what is your favorite song on this album? Well, Bex, let me tell you. So um, I don't know. Uh, you do have a favorite song. <laughs> well, you know, um, do I? Yeah, I will tell you my favorite <laughs> song. My favorite song is "Keep the Bar Low," and it, <laughs> it just makes me laugh so hard because I feel like it's the song that lets everyone know that we're in on the joke and that we don't think we're great. We're just here to have a good time, and I think it really sets the stage for it but also what makes me laugh is we actually hired an incredibly gifted singer to do the chorus so we yeah. have this like we have this like medium <laughs> minus level rapping and then this woman uh, comes like, in and Dua just Lipa's like on the track like what is this <laughs> the dichotomy between the two i it doesn't matter how many times i listen to it when yeah. she starts singing i'm just like this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong start for the album and i i can only assume that you're going to when you do live shows you'll always perform this song first because oh, it's yeah. already set as though it's you're you're, you're performing it live and so that's 1000 percent. that's chris, uh, chris's pre-mega thruster band had an opener called we suck live <laughs> so it's, it's kind of that for yeah for the Chris Waffle explosion. Just like letting everyone know. Yes. Like if we're all going to start here together and we're going to set the same expectation and that mm-hmm. is to keep the bar incredibly low, but we'll all have fun along the way. Yeah. When I came up with keep the bar low, it was like, uh, it was like walk hard. <laughs> the story of Dewey Cox. Like I was like, <laughs> what I was trying to say was I was like, we suck live. It's like, you watch us and it's like, keep the bar low. And I was all keep the bar low. <laughs> and it's super right. catchy. Yeah, my favorite. Um, I really. Oh, I have two. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the track list here. Um, I really like uh, what's a Naruto. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a really big trend right now in nerdcore where it's just all about anime and. <laughs> I don't keep up on anime uh, uh, at all anymore. I used to. I used to when I was younger, um, and so I did kind of like it, it, what's the what's the pendulum swing way the other way where you don't understand it, uh, anything and don't know what it is. Um, and I like the music on that one, and it's a lot of fun. But I probably um, I wrote a song about kind of using the trope of like the greatest MC of all time. <laughs> um and it's called waffle 
And uh, I, um, I like that one. It's kind of, it's like self-depreciating, but I still think I'm the greatest, even though I'm the worst. I can't even really describe <laughs> it, but um, it has some of my best rapping on it too. So I, I like that one. It's got a, it's, um, got, a, it's got a sample uh, from one of my favorite songs um, from when I was young. Uh, but I'm not going to say what it is because we've cleared no samples. Um, <laughs> it also samples, I will say this is, I think, genius. Um, oh, yeah. Anything that's said in a public meeting is public to use. And, <laughs> you know, in our time, um, sometimes people come to public meetings and talk about us. And so Chris. In the city we live in. Chris yeah. sampled, Chris sampled um, one of our not biggest fans to open the song. And I think it was, uh, I, I found it a very brilliant way to take power back. <clears throat> to just be like, Oh, you think this about me? It's going to open my song about how great I am. <laughs> when I watched the meeting and saw that he like got up in front of everyone and just railed on about me ruining the city. I was, I was actually, I was like, yes, I'm going to put that in the song. So I was like writing the song and I was like, Oh my God. Perfect. Perfect. That's my second favorite like part of that song. He makes me sound like I was some kind of like, you know, crazy guy is going to come and destroy the city. I'm like, wow, he makes me sound like I'm really powerful. With your army from Portland. He's your, you're like, he's turning you as like, you're the can be Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I was like, cool. Put that in. Oh, man. Everything you say being public. I remember that when I worked at the city. Mm. <laughs> We were always reminded anything you say can end up on the front page of the Oregonian word True. for word, and they don't have to get permission. And they don't have to get the word for word right. No, not that either. <laughs> yeah. Good times. I do I do have another favorite song since you took two. I really like Chris had a song called Gilded Age. Um that was it was kind of the last song he wrote. It was um trying to round out the album and so there's a little bit of class warfare on our album, but that song, I just think it says something that I love that he says. I just love that he says it. It's not, I'm not even sure I could really describe it as hip hop, but I guess it a little bit is, but it's about the idea that we're basically re-experiencing a Gilded Age. And what's that experience for people that aren't in the top 1%, right? And I, I just really like the song and the sample that, that Bill Beats gave us for it is, um, I think it's public domain now, so I'm just gonna say it. But it's yeah. from it's from the Little Rascals, right? So it's like using the things ah. like Little Rascals, and then I just I just really like think that was yeah. It's public domain now because it's over the yeah. time frame or whatever. But it's the old it's the song. It wasn't like written for the Little Rascals. It was yeah. like a, it's an old old song that they use. Right. But uh, yeah, that's where it comes from. That's where people would recognize it. Yeah. I thought it was familiar, but I couldn't place it. Uh, and I think that that is a nice tie-in to Billionaires, which is earlier in the album. Uh, yeah, I think it's a nice end cap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that uh, came out a lot better than I thought. We were really, I was like, oh, I'm going to do one more song. I have this beat. And we didn't know what we were going to do for it. And it just kind of came to me. And we like, I like how that one Because that out. song, that song's in 3-4 time instead of 4-4 four, four time. Yeah. So it's like we sat on, that was actually probably the first beat we got. And we just sat on it because it's harder to write to. And then one day Chris is like, okay, all, I got it. I had written all of my bars um, when I was substitute teaching. I would just give the kids uh, their assignment. And now I would just write rap bars until they asked me to go to the restroom. 
Um, and uh, there, but they were all in four four. So I got this beat, and I was like, it's not fitting anything that I had already written. So then at the end, I wrote something new and kind of more of a yeah three four time. It's fun. Nice. Real nerdy music stuff. <laughs> That's some very nerdy music stuff there. Definitely. <laughs> I think we had other questions too. We got to yeah, scroll back. I got it. Uh, okay. Norm would like our friend Norm from Texas would like to know what was the best line from the album that happened by accident. Oh, Norm. <laughs> that happened by accident. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe like a lyric that you sort of like stumbled into or like didn't think would work or you know yeah i um hmm. i think it's there's a song that's 98 a true story about how chris and i met and um i was dressed as i was actually dressed as sporty spice when we met we were at a costume party <laughs> and i was with a group of um two guys and two of my girlfriends and we went as a group contest as the as the spice girls and i was sporty spice and i had really short hair at the time but i had like a wig on and um anyway that a lot of the song is actually very very true and chris came back and ad-libbed some some lines after <laughs> i would say i the pickup line i used is i he I walked up to him at one point knowing his last name. And I was like, I could eat waffles with a spoon, which is super clever. If you know that my <clears throat> name is spoon, otherwise it's just very weird. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrote a song about that and he comes in and he ad libs some responses to me saying that. And it just, it makes me laugh because it must've been in my head now, like eight years later, I'm like, oh, that is probably what he was thinking. And at the moment I was like, I'm the best at pickup lines. <laughs> um, he, his response, by the way, actually literally was, he went, okay. And then he walked away. <laughs> I kind of backed up slowly. Yeah. My friend was like, I don't think he landed that. And I was like, he doesn't know my last name. That's very weird in hindsight. Um, then that may be a very personal reason to find it so funny, but it was like, he was ad-libbing a response to that. And I was like, eight years later, I understand what was happening. <laughs> yeah. And then the studio, after I was done kind of doing these ad-libs, there was like, no, there were uh, her and uh, my brother-in-law and Bill Beats and Shubzilla. They were like in the control room and I kind of finished these ad-libs. I, I can hear them like through the headphones. I finished these ad libs. It's just crickets. So I'm kind of looking at the camera, like where I can see there's like a two way like video system, and I was kind of and I I just kind of turned the camera. I was like, was that humorous? Like I I was like trying to gauge like if it landed. I still don't know. I guess we'll find out. It's on there. I Um, think uh, my other favorite line is actually from our youngest child when we were writing the song about the PS10 and Chris was like, if there was a video game system from the future and it did things that you wouldn't expect a video game system to do, what would it be? And our youngest child, they were like, they were like, it makes nachos. (laughs) And I was like, why not? Like, why wouldn't it make nachos? So that was just a very accidental, like we were just having a conversation in our living room. And it still makes me laugh when I hear it. And there's, I a, mean, there there was that computer that kept your fried chicken warm. Yeah, I think that was the that was the. <laughs> yeah. If KFC can have a system that keeps your right. chicken warm, right? 
There's a there's a part in Waffle where I just kind of stop rapping correctly and then just <laughs> stop and get off the beat and then come back. Um, and that you know I was writing it and I was kind of losing steam and running out of ideas. And so I was just like, I'm just going to like all of a sudden I start just rapping about like the ice dispenser in my fridge like not working, which is which it happened. And so and then I was like, oh, I'm not rapping anymore. And I just kind of kept that. So that's in the song. And then it just kind of stops. And then I go, oh, where was I? And then I get back into it. <laughs> that was, that's, uh, uh, that's something I like. On the track, it feels very real. Like, I, I, I know your laugh and I know, you know, like when you kind of get a little bit sidetracked. So, um, so I'm curious, like how many takes did it take you? That to was, get the, it? that was so the natural. one take. That was that, that was the, there was one take wow. of that. And that was it. There was not one take. Yeah, no, there was that, <laughs> that part. Oh, where of I that go, part? Where yes, I go, of that where song? I go, I think I stopped rhyming. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There was only, I only did that once. We did 12 songs in nine hours. Yeah. That's and, a lot. And um, eight of those were waffle. No, not really. <laughs> we did a lot of, we did a ton of pre, yeah. like a pre-work. We cut demos here of everything mm-hmm. um, and then sent them back to Bill B to listen to, you know, kind of how the song was supposed to go. We practiced them a lot. So when we went there, um we kind of had the songs we we knew them pretty well and there was just a couple of them that we really had to had to um work on because i had written the raps too complicated for us to do <laughs> oh man um god you talk about from texas great question norm it's norm. norm we know norm norm my bad have you guys met norm yeah yeah awesome. norm and our facebook friends i don't remember wow. things <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> but no, you're talking about the that, you know, that song where you kind of lose the, you know, you kind of lose the track and then start over again. My brain went immediately to when Weird Al did the indulgent tour on Albuquerque. And he gets to the end of Albuquerque and then goes, "Wait a minute. What was I talking about?" And they restart Albuquerque. <laughs> 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 and then he played and then they played all the way through again. Yeah, that's when you have just a three-minute song. That's not as bad. If you kind of mess up in the first couple of lines, you go, "Wait, start over," and it's no big deal. But when you're doing like a twelve-minute song, like Albuquerque, and he's sort apparently of, that's the bit he does now with that. It's song. funny. Is he intent? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, that does remind me. I know that Weird Al is like a huge influence on on you guys. Uh, have you ever sent him any of your stuff? No, I don't know if um would you? No, I, I've been played on Dr. Demento. You know, I sent Dr. Demento my stuff yeah, that's cool. and, and I've been played on Dr. Demento. Um you know, I think that I'm not sure that Al has the time or inclination to to hear stuff from random, <laughs> you know people on the thing i met him i met him a few guys just super nice guy and uh he's really cool but he's very busy i wouldn't bother him with uh with my uh with my stuff well i mean you never know (laughs) things get out into the ether things happen that's true i remember like years and years ago when his i forgot what album it was got leaked like a week early um I just wrote him. This is probably back when he could check his own email more often on his mm. website. And I just said, hey, 
since it got leaked, can I play a couple of the tracks on my nerdy little Portland podcast? And he was like, he wrote back, like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's not He's like this show. Dude. Yeah, it's not like this show, like on its third year, was going to be like ruining his sales. Like, oh, they already <laughs> heard it all on Geek in the City. There goes my money. Oh, man. I have noticed on some of your tracks, you actually have a very similar cadence to him, which is kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, no, he's he's a, been a huge influence of mine since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, as they say. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but no, I just said it. Kind of a country no. saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much something a middle-aged man in a hot tub says. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of dad phrases. Uh, do either of you have like a holy grail nerd subject that you want to do a song about and you haven't been able to crack it yet? <laughs> that smile says Sarah does. Yeah. Uh, um, I actually, when we, before the Chris Waffle explosion was a thing, when we first started doing some nerd rap, but the first summer, so maybe it was like maybe when we were writing Middle Aged Man in a Hot Tub, and the only song that had come out was um, Tiger King. I wanted to do a, I wanted to do a um, uh, concept rap album um, called where the rapper's name was Ms. Mayor, and she was the mayor of a small town in Oregon. And the entire album uh, started from her running for office and doing town halls and having the election and arguing about things that seem unimportant, but apparently drive people nuts and they have strong opinions about and then going through a recall. And ironically, it was actually before the recall was filed against me. But I had this whole concept for like just a municipal nerd. I even named the town. We started writing some of the songs. I actually think that the beats that um, I'm basic are two is it i'm basic or um something else we did was the original song we had started writing a song for the ms mayor album and she was going to be from a town called beaver bay or <laughs> because bay is really easy to rhyme with things and so I, I had kind of devised this whole concept album and i have a track list for it and um the album was going to end with the recall election um and that would be i am into a lot of pop culture things but my nerdiest fetish is municipal nonsense municipal minutia so um that was my that was my thing that i really wanted to do there was a song on this album that chris and i wrote that did not make the album because we probably won't put it out until i'm not in the office anymore that's a little bit about being a city councilor in a small town but um i'm gonna i'm gonna hold that one all right we won't push you on that one then be like oh tell us tell us we won't push that (laughs) i was I was disappointed not to see it on the on the final album, but I I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to wait for the next. We had a couple of songs uh, that we wrote that didn't make this one. Uh, one about taking your dog to the dog park. Um, I, I you know I and in my in my career, I've had a lot of songs. I've had a, I had a song for ten years before I like that I was trying to unlock the key to that I finally did. Um, but I've wanted to for a long time. I'm a huge, uh, and Aaron, you know this, I'm a huge Disney nerd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we that in common. Um, and uh, I've been trying to unlock a, a, a song about that that doesn't um, go into like crapping on like Disney adults and that kind of stuff. 
and right. I, I don't want it to be about that, but I want it, but I want it to be something about theme parks or something like my, my theme park fandom. So that's been on my mind for a long time and I'm just waiting for the right kind of idea to it, pop in my head. It might be a situation where your passion for it is too big to ever like actually write a song that step outside yeah. of it. And maybe, <laughs> maybe it's too precious. <clears throat> yeah. Too- yeah. It means, it means too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, if you do, you got to have a track based on people getting angry at childless adults going to Disneyland. Yeah. No, but did you see the recent Reddit kerfuffle about whether or not being a Disney adult is a religion? No. I oh. tend to avoid Reddit, but Whoa. go ahead, fire. Wait, really quick before you start that, I want to swing around to an early conversation because I got the Star Trek book title wrong. Oh, okay. Okay, then we'll... Correct. And, and this is an even nerdier title. So it's called Star Trek Articles of the Federation. <laughs> so, yeah. Better, you mean better title. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was rereading the description. I was like, oh my God, it was so good. Now I remember it all. No, it's so good because when we travel, people are like, what was the town like? And a normal conversation might be like, oh, there was this park and they had these great bars and this restaurant. I would be like, this is me when I come back from a town I haven't been to. You know, I talked to one of the locals and they have a huge urban renewal agency and you will not believe the projects they funded through URA <laughs> funding. And it doesn't sunset for six more years. So they still have $3 million <laughs> in bonding. And everyone's like, I just wanted to know if I should visit there. But let me <laughs> tell you about how the mural project was funded. <laughs> the mural program. <laughs> That's a true story. That was me at North Plains. I asked the yeah. bartender, did you fund your mural program through a urban renewal agency? And she was like, ma'am, I don't know, but would you like another drink? And I was like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Well, maybe next time we hang out, I will just lament all the problems Susanville has with their local government and constantly shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, I bet your council means well. <laughs> no. No, they don't. No. Valid no. no. <laughs> and fair. Yeah. Valid. <laughs> um, okay, so what was the Reddit thing? Okay, so there was like an am I the asshole situation, and they had a wedding at Disney, and instead of purchasing food and beverage for their guests who, who went all to traveled Disney, there, they spent all of their food and bev money to have Mickey and Minnie Mouse show up for a photo shoot. And so, like, then they told the guests, well, you can buy, there's, like, there's um, vending machines on site if you get hungry or whatever. But then, Or you can walk to the restaurant and pay for your own. But it basically became a conversation about, like, if we mock Disney adults, people get so much meaning and, like, share a philosophy and a vision with Disney. At what point does it become almost a religious relationship? And at first I was like, this is nonsense. But then I started reading more and more of the analysis. And I was like, I guess in a way, how is it different? If like, if your whole life is built around it and the vision. And so then I was having a little bit of a crisis because I was like, I don't want to believe this is a religion, but also I don't really find a lot of faults. And she's like, she's like a PhD candidate in like religious studies. And she's doing her thesis on it. And I was like, I don't see as much fault with her analysis as I was hoping to find. And I'm uncomfortable with everything happening in my (laughs) mind. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, might, I might go check it out. 
Yeah. I do think yeah, it is kind of like... a dick move that couple spent the money for their. Uh, yeah, dad. no, we all agree that if you're going to have okay. a destination yeah. meeting like or wedding, that you should have food Save and alcohol like for your guests. Yeah, yep. weddings are not for you; they're for your guests. You are yeah. throwing a party. Yeah. That was it not is to people. commemorate something about you in your life, but it's a party for the you know, fifteen to five hundred people that you choose to invite, and you need to care about them more yeah. than you that was, that was part, of the part of the analysis is we all agree they were assholes but you guys are all just bagging on disney adults like that's what there's it turned no, into. like like yeah. their feelings are not important about disney you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so it was like mm -hmm. you have to separate the two because everyone agrees those are the two separate people. things for yeah. Sure. yeah okay you want to know how much it costs to have um strangers dressed in the official mickey and minnie outfits come to your uh wedding reception for 30 minutes for 30 minutes yes Yes. No, uh, but yes. If I had to, yes. I'm going to guess because there was a time, Jen and I were never going to do it, but we always do the thought experiments and research how long, like, do they do it? What does it cost? But spoilers, Disneyland will do anything for you if you can pay mm -hmm. for it. Mm. Uh, they will even let you rent the well, entire park out for like four hours if you legal. can cover. Hmm? If, if it's, it's legal. legal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So getting, I'm guessing bride and groom Mickey outfits. Like the, the probably they didn't remember. say, didn't but say. I'm guessing. Yes. For 30 minutes. Uh, 10 grand. How much was it? I don't know. I didn't know. You oh, you asked. told I me. I don't remember. It was, I don't remember. <laughs> you not, told I, me how much it was. I did not. I think it was like, that. I think it was like six. Yeah. It was somewhere yeah. between four and six, but still like, it was basically their entire food and bev budget. Yeah. That they spent. Yeah. That, that's, 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 a, a, that's a healthy food and beverage budget. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like you can ask a question if you don't know the answer. Oh, I thought you knew. Because <laughs> <laughs> you told me. Wait, wait. I, think, I think it was six. Yeah. For like 30 but minutes. I, what I, I missed. Did they? Did, did the guests also have to pay their way into the park for the wedding? We don't, I don't know think it where went it into was. that much. But I, if you Google an AITA Disney wedding, I'm sure it's the first thing that will pop up, and you will get all the deets. And I did a real long deep dive one day on it because I was like, I have stronger feelings about this than I imagined. And the more I read, like I just ended up down this rabbit hole of like, is Disney a religion? What is the world? What is up? What is down? So Bex says that she read that Am I the Asshole? Yeah. And it's about $6,000 for both Mickey and Minnie because it's Got 3K it. each. Yeah. That's what, yes. Yes. So Thank the you. minimum yeah. at the minimum at the Anaheim Park for a wedding is $10,000. Hmm. We got yeah. engaged in Mickey's house at Disneyland. But and you, they won't let Mickey down. Mm -hmm. Mickey can't be there though because I guess there's like a thing where they don't want Mickey in your pictures if someone says no like Mickey can only be present for after happy events you say yes so they didn't bring Mickey in until after I said yes <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then he Just gave us case. a little gift yeah it was really cute okay that's kind of cute and precious Find the I, mean, that's a good, that's like, I think that's a fair contingency think about the people who like ask their girlfriends to get married uh, on the jumbotron at a sports yes. game mm -hmm. too much pressure mm -hmm. it's i mean it's, it's kind of like holding somebody hostage honestly. yes yeah. i think so yeah unless you know for sure that they're gonna say yes before you ask yeah but we have the fan you got the fantasia room and then mickey came in and he gave us a little like photo album that said congratulations you're like mickey. the autograph book yeah, yeah. Really cute. <laughs> super cute all right that's very cute no jen made me swear so many years ago she's like don't ever spring something on me like in a restaurant like that 
don't like just don't do it she's like it will not have the effect you want it to have (laughs) because that's not something i would ever do no the thing jen and i looked at it one time is will they and if they do how much does it cost to rent the haunted mansion for a wedding because they can actually put you in the 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 ballroom it's like an actual ballroom that you can hang out at and it was thirty thousand dollars for ninety minutes. Jesus wow. Christ! Oh. Yeah. Oh my God, that's 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 a down payment on a nice house, is what uh, that is. No, I'm not saying we do it, but I'm just saying <laughs> like, that's such a cra- I just I don't understand spending that's- that kind of money for for a party. It's three hundred and thirty-three dollars a minute. <sighs> that's so yes. much money. <laughs> I'm surprised that they do that. It must be after hours. Uh, no, it's early in the morning. Oh yeah. Oh, oh even like worse. Four hours, like non-park opening, obviously. But uh, yeah, the time. Yeah, it's real early in the morning that they let you do it. Um, so yeah, no, that's whatever. So we did look into it, but just for a thought experiment, we would never actually do that. But then, if you get married in a haunted mansion, doesn't she have a responsibility to kill you at some point in your marriage? Like just yeah, to, she, like the no. story. I like do. For, I do. <laughs> like yeah, the, that's true. Story. Uh, that's a good point. No, You're asking for but, but only for my money. So haha, <laughs> fools her. I'm a comic book writer. <laughs> That'll teach him. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so speaking of money, um, I have a very, very uh, excellent proposition for all of you. I'm, I'm glad you've all agreed to join me here today. Oh, no, no. We're, okay. We're here so for are you just about to try and sell us Amway? What is going yeah, are you, on? Are you like, open to sell an MLM? I don't um, know what's happening, but yes. <laughs> would not be my first time. Um, Before we continue our conversation with the Chris Waffle Explosion, this is a good time to take a quick break and uh, thank our newest sponsor, the Portland Horror Film Festival. There is so much going on during this film festival. So it starts on June 29th and goes all the way through July 3rd of this year. You read that right or heard that right? That is five days Five days of horror films at the Portland Horror Film Festival. Now, they're splitting those days up. Some of the days are at the Hollywood Theater, and some of the days are at the Clinton Street Theater. Um, Ticket prices vary from $20 all the way up to $160, depending on, you know, basically what you're trying to do. Um, You can get an entire pass, I believe, for the entire festival. It's $40. That's less, literally, than $10 a day. Um, all the way up to, uh, I believe 160, which is the hybrid. You get all these cool items with it. Um, I think you get video, you get online for it. It's huge. In fact, the best way to check it all out is to go to Portland horror film festival.com. These are the same folks that also put on the HP Lovecraft film festival. So, you know, that they know how to curate an amazing film festival. Uh, I'm going down the list of films that are appearing this year. And there are literally too many for me to, uh, to, to mention here. The cool thing, though, is that almost all of these movies are at the very least the Portland or Northwest, Pacific Northwest premiere of these films. There are a few that it is a national premiere. It is a U.S. premiere for the film. Um, you know, in the kind of, like next week, we might go over a little bit more, but there are some great features, some great shorts. 
I uh, I can't wait. Uh, I will be there. In fact, the whole crew we're going to be there throughout throughout that weekend. So definitely check it out. It is the Portland Horror Film Festival dot com starting June 29th and going through July 3rd. So it is going to be fantastic. Uh, get your tickets online at PortlandHorrorFilmFestival.com. And if there's a spot that says like, hey, where'd you hear about us? Please tell them Geek in the City Radio to let them know that partnering with us was a good call. We are the anti-Burke of Portland. <laughs> uh, Portland Horror Film Festival, please check them out. And then, of course, Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. They have been our longest sponsor, and you can find out why at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. They have all kinds of amazing uh, items going up there, as always. All the kind of board games you might need, D&D, collectible card games, uh, deck building, non-collectible card games, miniature games. Uh, <sighs> So many games at Guardian Games. And if you are on TikTok, I definitely recommend checking out the Guardian Games uh, TikTok channel. They post some legitimately humorous, um, you know, posts about gaming and board games and whatnot on their TikTok page. It's also a good way to stay up to date with all of their newest products or events that are going on. So definitely check them out or just find them online at guardiangames.com. Regardless of how you find them, thank them for being the longest sponsor of Geek in the City Radio, which we're going to get back to right now. No, so the album comes out on Friday. That's this Friday, the 17th. 17th. <laughs> now, and um, it, it's on Bank. I just wanted to say it's on Bandcamp. Friday, they're doing a special Juneteenth mm-hmm. fundraiser. So anything that's bought on Bandcamp over the weekend from Friday to uh, Juneteenth is they're putting all of that money towards uh, to the end their their share of it to the NAACP. So um, that I think that's awesome that they're they're doing that. So I just wanted to throw that out there too. Sorry. Excellent. Um, is Bandcamp the the only place that one can currently buy the album? Unless you run into me at a bar because I have three in my bag in my purse. But if that's not if that's not something that's happening, kind of yes. So the Kickstarter backers already have it on the way, um, and so they've the Kickstarter backers get theirs early this week, and then on Friday it will be on Bandcamp, and then at some point uh, later on, uh, a few weeks later, it'll be on all the streaming services, Spotify, um, iTunes. So uh, keep a lookout for that probably uh, in July. Excellent. And then um, you are also having an album release party? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all great bands, we're doing our album release party two months after our album comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, just with um, life, you know, we have four kids and a college graduate this month and a high school graduate this month. And then um, we're trying to be super COVID cautious right now. So we're doing our CD release party in August. 27th at Dante's. Um, my good friend Daria is going to host it for us. And then Shubzilla and Bill Beats are going to come down and play. And um, my brother is actually a really funny stand-up comedian. And he's going to come do a bit. And I'm hoping Daria will do some storytelling too. I need to talk to her about it still. But yeah, that'll be August 27th at Dante's. And you can get tickets on Dante's website now. It's $10 advance, 15 at the door. Yes. Nice. And okay, we have- is that again? Sorry. What was that? 
What day is that again? Saturday. Um, Saturday, August 27th. Okay, cool. And then this Thursday, we have a new music video coming out for What is a Naruto? The answer is I'm still not sure, to be honest. But then Ezra tried to explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, it's really I, more about our trip to Japan that we spent two weeks in Japan. It's really more of a of a song about our trip to Japan, and then all of a sudden, it's like, by the way, what's what's this anime? But do you want to? Because we're old and out of touch. That's you see, that's the theme of the album. <laughs> Here's something super adorable that happened in Japan that's vaguely anime related, though I don't think Pokemon qualifies as anime. Does it? Is it? Is it not? Technically, yes. Yes. Technically, yeah. Okay. So um, we stayed in Tokyo in Shibuya for about a week. And then we stayed in Osaka for about a week on Dotenbury Street. And then when we at both places, we had like a home bar that we would go explore the country during the day and and have experiences. And then we ended our night with a nightcap at the, a bar very near where we our Airbnb was. And the first the bar in Tokyo in Shibuya, Akira was the owner of the bar. And he had a child about the same age as Ezra. And we were in Japan when Pokemon Sword and Shield came out. So for Ezra, we got the Japanese sword and shield dual kit that came with like limited edition figurines and an art book, like a Japanese art book about the art of sword and shield. And um, I brought it back to the bar at the end of the night. And Akira was like, what'd you do today? Like, what'd you get? Show me your fun, like Japanese stuff. And I showed him and he had no idea that Pokemon existed in the United States. He was like shocked that we knew what Pokemon was. And I was like, I cannot explain enough how big pokemon is america and then he told other people at the bar like these americans know what pokemon is and they're buying pokemon stuff and everyone at the bar was like shocked it was very fascinating wow that's crazy and we haven't we had pokemon for like 25 years that's why i was like oh yeah no like pokemon's a thing and they just they were like my children love pokemon but we didn't know it was in america Mm -hmm. but it yeah anyway fun fact what was your proposition Wow. Um, yeah, you had one. <laughs> no, no, that was that was just me making a joke about speaking of mo- speaking of money, the album. Oh. <laughs> oh. Gotcha. Although, okay. uh I I have a proposition. Oh. Um, that now we're considering somewhere. that the live show will be in August on August 27th at Dante's on a Saturday, we should probably have you back on that week to remind everybody to come see the show at Dante's. Oh, that would be awesome. We'd love to do that. And And if we all talk about that now, maybe we can uh, get the schedule. Eric can bring his like municipal bills and we can go and see what's on them. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Allocated. And if there's a park (laughs) fee, park maintenance and all that. I'm scared to rap in front of people. I've only done it not in front of people or in front of kids. So it's going to be a new thing for me. I thought right. that you had to be fine. We played it. We played a books with pictures. Yeah. You wrapped it in front of a bunch of people at books with pictures. Yeah, but I blacked out and like what? blocked it from my memory. So it's <laughs> new to me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a completely different that. venue than Dante's. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's hard to see the crowd at Dante's when you're on the stage and the lights are in your face. It's so better. That, yeah. No, it's better. That's great news. We'll be able to hear ourselves with monitors and it's going to oh. be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And they uh, and they pour heavy drinks at Dante's also. So, you know. Like the judge, any 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 judgment levels are going to go down as, oh, as, as, the, as the evening progresses, especially. So right. you know, yeah. if you're nervous, like go on like third or fourth, and uh, yeah. you'll be golden. It'll be great. I think yeah, you're- 
Skip, skip to... drinks and greasy pizza. You'll be yeah. fine. Yes. <laughs> I haven't been to Dante's and, in forever. Uh, last time I went to Dante's, I was there to sell them something. Um, hey, that's the last time I was at Dante's. <laughs> hey! Did the owner give you a shot and a slice of pizza? No. Oops. They... They might have given. I might. I, I, they might have offered me a drink, but I was like, mm, I probably shouldn't. How about just some soda water? Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, he's a pretty chill guy. He's usually pretty good to that yeah. Folks. Yeah, and don't ask me what his name is right now, but um, it's like Dave that. or Frank or, or something. That's Frank. Where, that's where Mega Ran and Samus played, and it was. I hadn't been there since pre-pandemic, mm. so I was like, oh, what are people? What is? It was like <laughs> one of the first shows we really went to, like after the mask requirement fell, and when like people were not social distancing. It was a, it was a yeah. experience, but everyone was great. And I didn't um, that's good. Norm from Texas just commented. I remember this. The greatest thing Naruto ever gave us was the kid doing the Naruto one, trying to get into Area Fifty One. Yes, I almost put that in the video. <laughs> I it's almost put that in the video, but I thought oh, too obvious. And that is one of the greatest things. I've yeah. never heard of that situation, but uh, I don't know if you guys remember way back in the day, there was this MTV show about like giving like really square people a makeover, like, 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 like as a person, they would make you over so that she would be less of a dud essentially was, was the, the whole premise. And the one episode that I'll never forget was this, this kid who like didn't really have a lot of friends, but he was really into anime and so he would like dress uh, in this very like, you know, just like just like a really unique and different way that like already made kids look at him weird. But then he would hang out at school and run just just like for fun, run around doing the Naruto run. And so there's like just like footage of him running around with his, his arms all weird, and you know, and he didn't understand why he didn't have friends. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was actually a pretty mean show. They're like, you're a loser. Let's change how you dress and let's change how you act. But yeah. but I'll never forget that like that was one of the featured persons who did a Naruto run. It feels kind of good to run as Naruto, though. <laughs> Does it? I've never it tried it. I, I want bad. everyone in the next you 24 lean hours. Forward and put your you, arms out like no this. One, no one has to be watching you. You can do it when you're by yourself. <clears throat> Just do it. And afterwards, you'll be like, that felt pretty good. <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> the judgment's the worst part. So, I, I will admit I did do it into a pool. There you go. I just left off the edge of the pool. It was great. With your arms was... behind you? Yes. Don't judge me. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly how you land face first in the water. And that does not feel good. You would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I don't understand about the Naruto run is like, what does it, what does it give you, or what do you gain by doing it that way? Right? Like every every yes, form. What, what does it give Naruto? He's I, he. It makes you feel like you're going significantly faster than you are, and I can't explain why. It's like you're more aerodynamic, but you're not actually going faster, but you are trying harder. <laughs> That feeling is probably just like you on the brink of, again, like falling on your face. Because if you tripped while you were running full force with your arms behind your back, (laughs) nothing is going to save you. That's why you didn't catch on. You know what? If you try it tomorrow, if you try it tomorrow, you're going to be like, I can't explain it, but I enjoyed it. But don't fall. No, I'm I'm worried that we'll see a Facebook post saying, I'm in the the hospital with 
stitches on my yeah i had a chip and... tooth for like 10 years and i only recently got it fixed yeah. so i i'm very sorry to tell you sarah yes, you're, because... you're a very good friend of mine but i i i'm not going to be doing this I, I, <laughs> I, it's just not going to happen i have a new mission I would I would caution you, Denise. I feel like this we're already watching one animated series. I feel like continuing to question what exactly does the Naruto run do starts pushing us down the road of having to watch the entire series. Yeah. Just to get an answer. I've never had an interest in Naruto. Um that one's been around since I was a teenager, I think. Yeah, it's long running. And that I, was only I'm like 10 bit, years ago. It was a lot longer <laughs> than that. Like 20. It's like 20 years since I was in high school. Um, there are 500 episodes to date. That is so many. Oh my God, they're going to catch up to us. That's oh, like, by one, the way, being, that's a third of Dragon Ball Z, right? By the way, yeah. That would be 20 years ago because they are on season 19 right now. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a significant other who used to torrent them, and they were like, like, yep. Yeah, so, like, people would like download them and then do their own subbing and dubbing, and then put them up on the American internet. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I that's was... just the current one. Oh, American internet. If there... you make, if you add the original one and then the follow up episode, which is what they're doing now, there are a total of twenty six seasons and seven hundred and twenty episodes between them all. That is so much Naruto. That's so many episodes of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even want to live 726 episodes of my own life, let alone someone else's. <laughs> well, we're at the 650, and we're hanging in, all right. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't want Better to think about all right, that, in my opinion. Great plus plus, if you ask. Yes. Me. Oh, thanks. Also, you don't have to animate us every week. That's the hard part that I can't imagine. <laughs> We're this is about as animated as we get. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all so very old and tired now. <laughs> Nobody trusts each other anymore. It's been a long intrigue. It's a long two and a half years. <laughs> that, that was a that was a nice reference, Denise. That was, yeah, that very was good. I have to, I have to admit that the only reason it came so quickly is because I just ordered a gift for my for Father's Day, and it's a book that takes place in the Arctic, and um, I, I I think it is going to turn out to be aliens. And so in the in the mm. little gift card, I was like, nobody trusts anybody anymore, and we're all so tired. Uh, Kurt Russell, and then I'm like, Happy Father's Day, your daughter. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm I'm very chuffed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they just put out yet another special edition of that movie. It's starting to catch up with versions of Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a lot. Interesting. Norm, how dare you? <laughs> Norm. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm close enough to my wallet to grab it, but I am a card-carrying member of the <laughs> I turned 50 and I joined up. What does it get you? Discounts on uh, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so, so bad. And um, I think discounts at buffets. Yeah. <laughs> we can all go to Golden Corral under Cable's name. 
Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. But you got to get there before four thirty. Yeah, yeah. Are we are we back? To, are we back to going to buffets? Is that are we there yet? No. W- when did we go to buffets? Yeah, we never. I mean, did. I, mean, I mean, as a culture, as a society. Also, I grew up near Nevada, and no, no non-casino-based buffet is ever going to compete to to anything that I've experienced in Nevada. Yeah, that's like, fair. That's yeah. That's just a, that's just an art form that they have. So. <laughs> Nevada is the only landlocked state that I would eat sushi in. Oh yeah, because don't even think about the environmental impact they have of like flying them in on like jets. Yep, I, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, if you can get the freshest seafood in Vegas, just don't think about what it costs to get it there. Probably why I, I never want to go to Vegas. I can't. I go. It's fun, but you got to be ready for it. Don't, however, eat sushi in Denver. That is not a smart call. No. N- never eat sushi in any landlocked state. <laughs> except Nevada. And after, and after you hit, yeah, except for Nevada. And after you hit a certain mile threshold from the, the ocean, nope, no more sushi. <laughs> I feel like there's a graph about this somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it probably overlaps with uh, the the new nope nope I'm not even going to go there sorry that was politics <laughs> that was, that was oh, politics I don't even want to get into uh, but look at the smile on Sarah's face she really wants to know what it was it's the 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 new um, the uh, is it the essentially it's the um, new border like. A hundred miles from every oh, right. border around the country. Oh, I read this. Yeah, yeah, you can you can just like have border patrol agents knock on your door without a warrant and invade your space. Yeah, yeah. It's eighty percent of the population lives within that hundred mile interior border. Yep. Yep. I... Um. Yeah, dear America, defund the border patrol. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Also, fuck borders. Bean looks very confused. No, no, I, I, I I'm, 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 it's. This is upsetting in a way that I do not have words for right now. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot form sentences about how this makes me feel. I, I believe the phrase that you're looking for is flames oh. on the side of my head. <laughs> yeah. And and fuck the border patrol. Yes. Yes. Anyway. I know we got to start wrapping up here. <laughs> Uh, so any la- any last thoughts about this about the Chris Waffle explosion or rated N for no one specifically? Oh right, that's the name of the album that we've never have we not shared the name of the album no, just no, now. No. We are such good hosts. Yeah. That's, a, that's like one of the best parts. The album is called Rated N for No One, and yeah. um, I think there was some debate about what to call it. Right? How did you guys finally decide? It was a Kickstarter um, stretch goal that we would let our backers vote for the name. Yeah, we had a few. There were some other good contenders. Yeah, we had like a few, like three or four that we were like happy if it would be one of those. We were kind of letting it vote. I had a lot of fun making the, the cameras making the, the little. Down a little. Oh, the mm-hmm. your little rating. Like the little, it. like the parody of the of the ESRB. Uh, <laughs> right. I also like one of Thanks, the Skipper other. Gore. 
One of the other yeah. Potential, yes. Yeah. One of the other potential names was couples therapy, but with the rap and therapy in capital letters. And I just, if you knew what we went through over the course of the pandemic and like making the album, and it kind of ended up being couples therapy to create something together. So, but <laughs> that was a personal appreciation for the name. And I like eruption. Surruption of sound, surruption. Was it eruption of sound or just eruption? I don't remember. Like syrup. Uh, oh, syrup for what? Eruption. Uh, yeah, like it was, it, yeah. Uh, no, no I think I think you guys chose correctly. Yeah, I agree. The people, the people chose. chose. <laughs> the people chose correctly. Wink. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same way uh, the random name generator picks people on the buy nothing group. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say we, um, you know, it picked the uh, the people picked the title of the album like uh, Dominion picked the uh, president of the United States. <laughs> uh, too soon. Oh. <laughs> I mean, meaning, considering the hearing I mean, started in jail, jail, so yeah. <laughs> Meaning they accurately portrayed the yes. votes that the people placed. Yes. Uh, uh, Norm <laughs> is saying that the the painting of uh, and by the way, in case you couldn't tell, Norm, that's Chris as the centaur, and then Sarah is riding on his back. Yes, and then the, the dog is down in the down so, on the ground nearby. I sent the artist um, a lot of pictures of my upper body, and so they could get all the definition <laughs> in. Uh, very accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what? Norm doesn't know is that your van has already been tricked out uh, to your specifications. And Norm, when you get the album later this week, you'll you'll find out more about that. Yes. Oh, yes. Because he's yeah. saying that you should put that on the side of your minivan. But uh... <laughs> oh, the minivan um, was designed to go as fast as possible. Yeah. It's a performance vehicle. The problem, <laughs> the problem with our minivan, you know, we have the song on there that that we really like. The problem with, I would put this on, like, the side of a van like that. But, you know, with, with modern vans, it's just, like, it's mostly window. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have, like, you'd have to get really, like, some kind of delivery. Or, like, a street van, like a 80s era right. street van. Or one of those, yeah. like, um, Ford, like, delivery. Remember those Sprinter? Ones or whatever. Mm. It's like, more yep. for, like, delivery or, like, you know. One, or very or like, large families. Like the um, like the Amazon trucks, like the small ones that drive and deliver. <laughs> like, you'd have to do that so you could paint the thing on the side. You know what's cute though? When we signed some for people that purchased um, autographed albums, I put a little heart on me when I signed it because I love people. You're right. That is cute. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. That's nice. I think that's a real sweet way to end the show too. Good. Indeed. Yeah. Happy times. So Sarah, Chris, thank you so much for popping on. It was fun to hang out. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes. And I just want to say, go to our, our, our YouTube channel is Nerds in Oregon. But we also have a travel vlog. There you'll have, there's a channel with all of our music videos. We've got some music videos up from the new album already. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, smash, that, smash that notification bell. Yeah. <laughs> More videos on the way. Um, and then the band camp is what is the band camp? It's Chris Waffle. Chris Waffle. Yeah. Bandcamp.com. Nice. Awesome. Well, next time we have you on, we can talk about local policy stuff. 
Oh my gosh. I have so many thoughts about infrastructure, the use of the ARPA funds, the American Recovery Act funds. We're going to do so many great things. It's probably going to be our highest rated episode, <laughs> is my guess. That, this, that, it's going to be that Chris Waffle explosion bump. Yeah. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I think I st- we still owe, yeah. I think we, I think we still owe Chris like an all Star Trek music episode too. Mm. Oh yeah, it's actually true. I have notes. Uh, Sarah le- would like her own Trekucation, and then Chris Waffle uh, wants to talk about Star Trek themes. We can talk so about. We have like, so many Bob. episodes for you guys. I know that'd be good. I want a whole episode of talking about Captain Pike's hair. It's oh my god! I love it so much. Every episode, it gets better and better. Look, I this is I've got nothing. Someone's I've got jealous. nothing, and Someone's I see jealous. his hair, and I think, oh, those luxurious locks, and it gets higher and taller, and nary a uh, uh, the part is perfect, and mm-hmm. I love it so much. Mwah. I Mwah. I've been loving how much Anson Mount is having fun with people's memes online and stuff. <laughs> so someone put a picture. Someone's been doing like extreme versions of his hair, mm-hmm. and yes. one of them is this massive mohawk. And someone photoshopped his head on the Jeffrey Hunter version of Pike in the wheelchair thing. Oh, and he was like, "This is perfection." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was like last week. Someone tweeted like, "Finally, you know, Anson Mount gets some of that alien tail," and he retweets it. God damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. So that's been great. They are having a lot of fun on that show. Yeah, I guess while they like we're all enjoying season one, they're currently shooting season two. So oh shit, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, keep it rolling. I'm That's here right. for it. One day there'll I mean, be as many episodes of Star Trek as Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that I can do. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. It was lots of fun. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for yeah. having us. Yeah, and with that, well, I'm I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Bain Rita. And I'm Cable Hashitani. And we will talk to everybody next week. Bye.